As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Skeeter McGee. What's up, Skeeter Skeets? Skeeter McGee, Skeets <laughs> McGee. Uh, you know, it's a pretty big week. We got a Birds playoff game coming up. I'm not too anxious about it, but I'll be down there nice and early. It's an 8 o'clock game. We were praying. It was one of those funny things because nobody knew what time everything was going to fall in. I was just praying for a Saturday game. Sunday games are brutal. I got to go back to work five days a week next week. So I just wanted a Saturday. I got that. And then the options were four or eight. And I'm like, just give me a four o'clock game. I kind of go home, watch the second game, relax. Nope. Got to be there at eight o'clock. So night game, South Philly. I'll be there and I'll be in rare form. You're going to the game. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. Gonna, I, well, Good my plan luck. is actually to drive around for about two hours and then get in there around half That's time. That's not funny. I'm still like, I'm still <laughs> slighted from it, honestly. And somebody asked me today, are you going to go to the game? And I was like, absolutely not. And I actually said it in a way where they're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry for asking. I was yeah, like, no, 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 no. I'm so, so, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I was like, you, you didn't hear the podcast last week, but, and I went through my whole spiel to yeah. her and she wasn't very entertained either, but whatever. I'm still scarred from it. I don't want you to bring it up. You want to know, like, this is probably why, okay, my last two experiences at Eagles games consist of last week, like I told you, yep. okay, the previous time I got peed on. <laughs> so, like, those are my... Wait, no, we got to dig into this one a little bit. How did that happen? <laughs> so, it was Cowboys-Eagles. Yeah. All right, and it was, I think, December. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was freezing cold outside, and I went to go to the bathroom. We're in like the 300s. We're way up top, you know, like the steep, steep one. Yeah. We're up there. And I go to the bathroom and I'm peeing in a urinal. There's one man next to me to my right, one man next to me. There's one man to my right, one man to my left, and an empty urinal, two to my right. Okay. You got okay. the picture? Did I paint yep. it for you? Yeah, I think good painting. Okay. So the guy on my left is hammered. Mm-hmm. All right. He's like staggering left and right, not paying attention to him. You know the rule. You stare straight at the wall, yep. do your business, bounce. I'm standing there, and it feels like something like brushes against the back of like both of my pant legs. I'm like, what the fuck? And if I don't pay attention. I'm just peeing. I want to get out of the bathroom. The guy next to me loses his mind. What are you doing? Who the fuck would switch urinals mid-piss? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. The guy to my left was so drunk, he moved urinals mid-piss and peed on me and the man next to me. Holy shit. Here's the worst part. You it liked was- it. It's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no kink shaming here. It was like 22 degrees outside. Yeah. So not only did I get peed on, my jeans froze from the piss. Wow. So that, I mean, between that and you my... Have bad, you have really bad luck with these. So Eagles I'm just games. staying home. Yeah. I'm nah, just th- staying home or going to the conchy corner and watching the game in peace. No one's going to pee on me unless I ask them to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, whatever. You pay somebody to meet you in the bathroom, but... Honestly, with bad luck like that, I, I'm happy that you're not going. Thank because you. Because one, for your own sanity. And two, for the team. that bad luck might turn into the team, and I don't want any of that bad juju. So I'll be down there posting beforehand, prime for a blackout, don't. talking about myself. Okay. 
talking make, about myself. I'm just clarify. If you do something to jinx this game, even if you think it's funny, I'm going to lose my shit. Oh, no, I, that's, yeah. You know, the Phillies, we didn't expect them to get to the World Series. I was having a great time. This is way different. I, this is, you know, religion, cultism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm not going to mess around with this. The bros are locked in. Yeah, absolutely. I got me... my Dougie, Dougie P. Visor on YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube. That. Yeah. That's right. Hey, quick plug for YouTube. Don't Hell forget, yeah. we are on YouTube now, and we're going to have full episodes. We're going to do it every week, so give the bros a follow, or I guess they're called subscribes there. Yeah. That's the lingo. Subscribe. Yeah. The YouTube. So, sub- sub- ah, that's going to be a disaster. I can't say that word. Subscribe. Subscribe. Okay. Subscribe. Yeah, you're good. Okay, you cool. Subscribe to our YouTube page. But um, that takes us to our rose and thorn for the week. And uh, we had quite a few comments. And there were some very funny ones. There were some not so funny ones. But uh, why don't you go first this week? I went first last week. So why don't you give me yours? All right. So I am actually going to start off with my rose. And this was something that I actually thought was pretty funny. Um, now, we got, just to kind of preface it, we put up a video. And we only did one video last week. There wasn't a whole lot going on, so we just did something on Jen Shah. The amount of people that came out in support of her or just saying, you better have the same energy for Teresa and for Erica, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Their shows (laughs) aren't on right now. No, they're not on right now. And also, you're making yourself look bad. You're just defending a very guilty prisoner, future prisoner, whatever the fuck you want to call her. We don't want to see her on TV anymore because she sucks, and she's also a terrible person. So you defending her or even just saying like, hey, you better keep that same energy. You are still defending Jen Shah. So look yourself in the mirror and, you know, have a good deep think, honestly. But that being said, there was one and you went on a good hot mic rant is what people are calling it. Love steals hot mic rants. I get heated. And they did get to see like at the end of the episode, this is what I truly do. I just sit there and laugh the whole time usually. (laughs) So that's what happens. But this one comes from Leanne Wolf on TikTok. And she said, I was punching the air when you went off when I listened to the episode. You're so right. I got a vision of one of our fans in the car just punching the air. Now, is that like yeah. fist pumping or just like literally like imagining Jen Shaw's face and just punching the air? Like it was. I think I it's like the, the woo. Yeah, like, it's got to be, right? And then this is the thorn. And again, we got a lot of weird comments. We're really coming after us personally, like as individuals. Kind of weird. This one, I'm not going to name them. Uh, listen, Pandora and Mario. <laughs> Tired of listening to you guys blaming Fat Elf on the shelf, knowing damn well that Angie H was behind the posts. I don't really think that we were like coming. I mean, we were, but like he's, he's a coward of a man. I have the so funniest backstory when you're done. I have but the best backstory. I, my question is, I get the Mario thing for me because I have a mustache. Whatever, fine. I'm not Italian though. Pandora, is that, are they saying that like you look like Somebody from Avatar? I didn't understand the Pandora one. I didn't understand it either, but so here's the funniest thing. All right, so I know exactly what guy you're talking about. And the funny part is he's a huge fan. He's actually, like, he's been an avid listener for a while. And the only reason I know this, I was going through, we get a lot of messages, and I try to respond to as many of you guys as I can, but there's just, there's an influx. And we also have, like, a request folder. Yeah. And then a hidden request folder. There's so Mm -hmm. many different places to find these messages. And I came across one, and somebody wrote, I'm just going to pull it up. So I pull up this message, all right, and I will read the name, okay? It's Rob is your friend is Mm -hmm. his name on Instagram. I don't know what it is on TikTok, but so he said in a message, you guys need to stop blaming the fat elf on the shelf, blah, blah, blah. The same thing that you just read me, okay? But previously, he had sent us a message a while back, like back in October. Yeah. All right? So he's been listening for a while. 14 minutes in on a Rocky Richards, and you guys are sounding like twats. So sure, Andy tried to course correct after your viral vid. Totally. 
Twats, everyone's been on the same page. Andy has been circling the drain for a while. Did you not witness his New Year's Eve 2022 act antics? He is a mess. Having said that, love you guys. Keep it up. Keep your socks on and save the bare feet for OnlyFans. So I responded to him and I just said, Haha, I love that you called us twats and love us in the same message. Harrington stink and we don't stand for either of them. Yeah. Okay. He responded to me. I call my partner twatty. It's a term of endearment. Keep it up, guys. Thumbs up emoji. I really wish so- that he called us keep said keep it up twats, <laughs> but you know. But how so he loves that? us. Yes, he's just look. I, I he might be going for the the thorn angle, which I've been waiting for this to happen. Maybe where people are going to start being like fake mean to try to get red. Pandering for a thorn. Yeah, we're gonna have to start seeing through that. Chip. Look, I am glad it came full circle. That is hysterical because is really I thought funny. it was really funny that he called us twats and they yeah. said he loves us. So like that kind of energy is great. So I'm glad I could at least let you know right, well, who Rob, this was. Rob, <laughs> if you are our friend, you're a good twat. Um, <laughs> tell us what Pandora means yeah, because it's been know. driving me crazy me and I have no idea. Yeah, I've been trying to figure it out. I can't get to the bottom of it. But yeah, so that's that's the thorn correction. Now, for my rose and thorn. It's funny that like both of mine kind of coincided with yours, but my thorn was, it's from Marquia Denis, I believe. And mm-hmm. I think I got yeah, that right. Sure. I don't sure know. you got that right. Yeah. Just, look, I'm trying my best. <laughs> the comment is, I usually agree with them, but I'm not for the Jen slander. I'm not a fan of hers, but I think people are going too hard on her. She's like, going to fucking jail. She's going to jail. Have you read the victim statements? Have you like seen some of the coverage on them? It's really, really sad. I don't sad. know why we have to do this. So like, Why we have to defend not defending or yeah. like going after somebody that ruined so many people's lives? Just like, put a blanket statement out there like, hey, you guys are all idiots. So yeah, shut up. And I'm done. And from here forth, other than like when we have to comment on if they do the Andy thing or not or talk about Salt Lake, mm-hmm. like I'm not talking about her anymore. Yeah. I'm not reading comments about her anymore. I need to move on with my life because now I'm getting dragged down into the sludge that is Jen Shaw and I'm trying to have a happy year and hey, I'm not going to do it. Pulling a Heather. I, oh, yeah. see, that's a bad way to start I any know. year. But my thorn. Rose. My rose. Yeah, I'm all flustered now. I'm all hot and bothered and not in a good way. My rose isn't even a comment. It was just. There's been a few moments along this, this journey that we've had where we've had some like really cool, like, oh, shit, that's pretty dope. Who are my favorites on all of Bravo? I mean, pretty much the Vanderpumps are at the top. Right, the whole Vanderpump crew. Yeah. The Toms being at the top of that list. Yep. Tom Schwartz followed us on Twitter, and I, I talked to Tom. I talked to Schwartz. He knows who I am. That was like, and it sounds so dorky and like fanboyish, and I don't you give a shit. You sent him a selfie of you in your Tom Tom hat. I should send him no, a selfie. Please he would, don't. He's don't scare such him a off. sweet guy that he I know, probably would scare like him it. Off. I don't want to scare him off. Yeah, I don't want to scare him off. But that was that's my rose because that was like an actual like, oh shit, that's pretty dope. Like he he's one of my faves, and he followed us on Twitter, and I got to talk to him. So that takes us to the Bravo news. We got some um, some things popping off out of Jersey, and. You know, I'm starting to notice a trend here. When shows are about to come back on, we tend to hear about them a little bit more. I'm starting to pick up on that. So a couple of things. First and foremost, Teresa Judice might be a free agent in about four years. Yep. And she's headed out to the West Coast. So West Coast franchises, get ready. You're going to have to put up some big offers. All right. She's a, she's a megastar. We're talking like a Bryce Harper of the Bravo TV nice. world. Thank sports. you so much. Sports. I'm, this whole thing's a sports. You know what I mean? <laughs> This whole thing is a sports. Uh, sports. Yes. A sports. We're sports. We are sportsing. We are sportsing. And do you think that when she gets out there that she will join another franchise? Do you think she will actually leave 
And would you rather see her on Beverly Hills or OC? I'm, she'd have to go to OC just because I feel like Beverly Hills can still stay afloat as long as they have like Erica and, you know, Dorit, Sutton and Garcelle and everybody's still out there. And they'll, you know, try to pump some new blood in there, I'm sure. OC seems like it's dying to the fact that they're bringing back Tamara, who they got rid of in the first place. And now they're, it just looks like they're floundering at this point. So, I mean, Teresa going to any franchise would be big news. Yeah. I mean, she's, as far as it goes, she's a big star in the Real Housewives world. My biggest concern would be Jersey, honestly. I think the Jersey would flop. I mean, she brings a lot. And I don't think that anything she's doing is, like, ironic. I don't think anything she's doing is forced. I think she's just off the walls with a lot of the shit that she does. Yeah. And it makes that show crazy because there's so many people that are like, what are you doing? And they don't know how to contain her, but it's so funny because it's like a domino effect and everybody goes through it. If she leaves there, Jersey's going to flop, I assume, and be like New York. And I don't really know where that goes. I don't know. It's Hopefully she doesn't leave because I don't want Jersey to flop. So I don't want Jersey to flop only. I, I guess what your original question was just like, would you rather see her in OC in Beverly Hills? And I just completely spun off. That's okay. I like your spinoff yeah, much whatever. better. Um, I, yeah, I'd rather see her at OC probably. I think that I would rather see her on Beverly Hills, but only because we already have so many strong personalities on there. Mm-hmm. It would almost be like a perfect storm. Like, yeah. I don't even know if one franchise could handle all of that. Like, probably not. It'd probably be too much. And I probably would regret saying that. But none of those women could hang with her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, when it comes down to, like, the arguments and tantrums and just, like, losing your shit, even Erica Jane couldn't match the energy that Teresa brings to the That'd table. Be fun to so watch, it would be fun to watch, like, someone put them in their place mm-hmm. because they would just be incapable of matching her levels. Yeah. Your point, I think it's a really good point. I don't know that Jersey stands a chance without her. I really, the fact that you brought that up, I didn't even think about that part mm-hmm. of it. Like, who else do they have? Who can carry that show? Literally none of Pretty them. Pretty much none of them, yeah. No, the only reason it's still like watchable and enjoyable to no, some it extent. No, it would turn into like the Melissa and Joe show, more so the Joe show, and that wouldn't be a housewife show. But moving on, um, we got some more news on cast members potentially leaving, and it, you are the one that shouted this out. Naomi is out on Southern Charm. Yes, and we got this comes on the heels of Catherine leaving last week. Supposedly, Catherine left under her own terms. Uh, Naomi, we're still a little unclear on. I don't know. I mean, it, Catherine was pretty much not in the last season. No. I mean, she had her issues with Schleb. Uh, did you forget about Schleb? No, I didn't forget right. about Nobody Schleb. Nobody forgets about Schleb. But she had her issues with him, and that was pretty much it. Naomi was kind of a force. The storylines, a lot of the drama kind of circulated her. So I, I don't know really why they'd get rid of her unless she wanted to leave. That's obviously fine. But they're kind of dwindling down now. And I don't think Lev is going to be in it as much. She has her own show. She's got like four or five different businesses that she's running. She really can't be hanging around with that. So what is it going to be? It's just going to be Austin, Craig, and Shep just sticking around. I'm good. I don't need to watch that. People are going to check out on that. I don't need to watch that. I did see, I think they're plugging in three new people. Okay. Totally unrelated. They don't know any of the people already, which is, I don't know if that'll help or hurt. That's so funny because it goes against everything that we've heard from the people on Southern Charm about Charleston. It's a small city. Everybody knows everybody. If you can't go get coffee with someone, the next day somebody's going to find out about it. It's like, all right, but you're going to plug in three new people that nobody's ever known. I, that's hard to yeah. believe unless they're pulling them from like, not a different show, but like a different town or they had people apply like the real world. Maybe they sent in videotapes and they did a little audition. We should have done that. We, <laughs> I don't want to be on any of these shows. I would love to be on one of these shows. Just once, like a cameo maybe. Just, just like pop in and out. Yeah, why the hell not? 
But the last thing I want to discuss, it takes us back to Potomac real quick. And Mia had to leave her house, move out, because she couldn't afford to live there. Now, I don't wish upon anybody being forced to leave their place of residence because of financial issues. I will, however, bring up the fact that you were spending $10,000 a month on a rental property, one. Two, allegedly put $60,000 worth of renovations into a rental home, which would be one of the craziest moves in finance history. Finance history. Yes, in financial, financial history. Like, you cannot run businesses as you claim to do and then dump 60k into a rental property that doesn't make any fucking sense you don't own this place you will have to leave this place one day and you just gave them sixty thousand dollars of free work like it doesn't add up and if you claim to run a business how the fuck do you do that to your own finances i i really don't know honestly like this just screams Mia's character like this is who she is like the 60,000 on a rental property she'd be like I can do that because I make she always says she's like if you've ever watched Arrested Development where Job is talking about his suit every time that his suit comes up he's like ah you're gonna touch the guy in the $6,000 suit get away from the guy in the $10,000 suit that's Mia when she talks about like how much money she's making she's like I'm making like 400 and then the next year she's making 550 it's like you're probably not you're putting money into these things and you don't even know when they open you don't know when construction starts like you're pretty much just a face of a company because G just lets you go around and play CEO if that's what you want to do. You now have to leave your own home that you've been spending money on and had a mortgage on at one point in time and you've built a family and whatever because of your past transgressions and all of the terrible mistakes that you've made financially. You're an idiot. Like, I, I, there's no way around it. And again, like, we don't wish ill will on people, but when you're running around saying how much money you make and kind of making fun of other people like Jacqueline, because they can't afford things Correct. because you have to pay for things and put a down payment on a car for her. And then this is what happens. Like that's karma. That sucks, it, it but is. it's karma. I mean, you, you can't look at it any other way. And it's like, did like, there was a trail of tweets that she let out saying that she's not liking what she's seeing on TV. And this is like a wake up call and blah, blah, blah. And actions speak louder than words. So I'm not even going to give those any credit. Yeah. But I just, I think that, you know, 60 K in Reno, like that's six more months in your house. Mm-hmm. That's a half of a year in your house mm-hmm. instead of renovating someone else's house. That doesn't like, I don't think that's true because I just clearly cannot wrap my brain around. It. Yeah. I, if it is, it's the stupidest thing ever. If it's not, then that makes sense. Like I, it's just crazy. And that takes us to Miami with the ladies of Rom. And we start off with once again, the Lenny and Lisa drama, and Marisol heads over to Lisa's house, and they are discussing a Page Six article that came out. And this article is from Lenny claiming that they mutually agreed upon a divorce about a month prior, that they had been separated for a very long time, and clearly trying to paint a picture that he's not a piece of shit, and this was a mutual agreement, and everybody is hunky-dory, and he doesn't understand what all the hoopla is about. Let me just say this. I am so fucking tired of seeing... The clips from the lingerie party in 2011. <laughs> it's the it's same like every one. time. It's and every episode, it's, at least once an episode. Sometimes it's two, three times. And it's, it's just like, that smack on the ass. That's all it is. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care enough. We get it. You can just like gesture towards it. I don't need to see it every, every single time. I am worried. Now, obviously, like it's a big event. It's traumatic and everything. I am worried that we are going to get tired of the Lisa Lenny thing pretty quick. Mostly just because of Lenny's shit, where he's just going to keep going and going and going. And they're going to be reacting to it. 
there has to be other things going on in the background. There has to be other drama between mm-hmm. the people. If this is kind of what we're going to run with the whole time, it, it might run its course a little early. Hopefully it doesn't. I mean, I agree. Like it's, it's kind of dragging a little bit, but I also think that knowing about it previously before the show started and obviously we jumped in a little bit late. So like we were kind of caught up on the drama. Like that's the only thing we knew about Miami when we started, right? We mm-hmm. knew that Lisa and Lenny were getting divorced and it was really ugly. So I agree it is getting a little bit slow. However, because of how ridiculous a lot of the shit is that like Lenny's pulling and because of the headlines surrounding this, I do think there might be enough in there to like pull through the whole season. And I can't imagine it's going to be the longest season ever because they just got brought back, right? This is their second season back. Yeah. So they're not going to be on like a 20 episode run like Beverly Hills. They might be like 10 to 13, I think. So I, we're already close right like we're already on episode nine yeah so it could go i think it'll be fine and there's enough for me at least i don't think that this was the best episode ever but there's enough for me and it might only be because we're new to miami but i'm still getting to know all the ladies so i I like seeing behind closed doors and like seeing what they're like at home seeing what they're like with their kids and like we're still getting that stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm still captivated but yeah, I no, do I, see what you're saying. I am still captivated. And it really is. It's the little things because little things do pop up. And while we're on the subject of like Lenny's page six and everything, I thought it was interesting that all of the women were talking about how Lenny's new girlfriend is talking to the press. And they're like, how dare she? Why would she be talking to the press? She's a no one, blah, blah, blah. The reason that she's talking to the press is because she's a no one. She wants to be somebody. Totally. So that's why she's talking to the press because nobody knows who the fuck she is. She's now dating Lenny. There's all these articles about him. Of course, she's going to go out and start showing off and be like, ooh, I'm the one. Come talk to me, and I'll tell you what's really going on behind the closed doors of Lenny and Lisa's relationship. I was there this time. And like, he, she's going to end up screwing Lenny over, I of know. course. Can't wait for that to happen. But it is kind of funny because like, that is one thing that at least brings everybody together, and that was kind of nice, is you start off the season, you get kind of like Larsa and Lisa at each other's necks. People aren't really getting along, but then every time that Lisa's there now, everybody circles around her. And like you can see that they are like actually friends, which is nice. But alongside that, and this will take me to the next scene, is Julie and Martina. How lovely was that? Scene? That, was that was so, so nice. delightful. Yeah. I love that. And this is those scenes are the best. What I've loved about this season, and it's something that we don't get to see very often on the Bravo TV sphere or the Bravo verse, if you will. Yeah. Because of everything going on with Lisa and Lenny, every other housewife there has taken it upon themselves to check in on their relationships. And it has been really genuine moments. We see it with Gertie and Russell when they're talking on the beach and she's checking Mm -hmm. in like, hey, I know I work a lot. Am I home enough? Am I doing like, am I doing enough for you and the kids? Right? Like she wants to know. That takes us to this scene right here with Julia and Martina. And she tells her that she's like this Lisa and Lenny stuff is getting so crazy. I, I didn't want that to ever happen to us. I didn't want us to be in a position where one of us wants to check out on this. And the scene overall just made me like smile, I think, because it was almost like a rom-com. Like she fucks up the fish. The mm-hmm. fish looks like a mess, but yeah. Martina doesn't care. And she like makes a joke when she's eating it. It's just like really cute. You see this like super soft side of Martina that mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet. And they seem genuinely in love with one another. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> well, and I like the same thing, too, when Gertie and Russell are talking and Russell actually gave her answers. He didn't just like, yes, her to death. No, and be like, no, you're fine. You're perfect. Everything's great. He actually gave her answers. And it's you got to give them credit because it's on camera. Like, I feel like like if Colleen and I were sitting there, we were talking about our relationship and being like 
am I there for you enough? Am I this? Am I that? Or whatever. There's cameras in my face. I'm not saying a word. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, don't say a fucking word. We're going to go talk about this back at the house. I don't want anybody else to know about like what we're going through because that's our, our business. But to see them do that there and like they're confident and it looks good. Like, I guess it is really just like the full on like wave that happens when somebody close to you goes through a traumatic event like this in their relationship. And Gertie talked about it a couple of weeks ago. She said, if somebody else's house is on fire, you better go home and make sure that your house isn't on fire. That's what they all did. And, but they're doing it in not an accusatory way, not saying, I see you hang out with Lenny all the time. What have you guys been doing? Have you guys been talking to other girls? They're checking in and being like, are we good in our relationship? Yeah. And it's nice to see. And the, those are the moments that I feel like sometimes we gloss over, but not anymore. Cause you and I have been talking about it before where when we do see them, it's such a nice reprieve and it's such a nice like side of the characters on this show, for lack of a better term, that kind of brings us in a little bit closer. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So I, I love, I'm glad you brought that scene up and the Gertie scene, obviously that was touching as well. But what got me the most, I think, and this isn't the first time I've seen their relationship, but it's really incredible despite how you feel about Alexia, the relationship that she has with Frankie, who is the man, mm -hmm. by the way, was so touching to me like and we're getting all sappy tonight we're getting all emotional wait but... hold on what do you mean the way that i feel about alexia no no despite the way that you the general public oh, may I or may not feel about like... alexia that was the general you that okay. was not the broad you okay. um because there are some people that don't like alexia but like you can't deny that she is a good mom and that relationship with yeah. frankie's awesome and and that's the stuff like you just said that that's what pulls us back in and makes us like kind of resonate with these women more just because you see the humanity in mm -hmm. them you see like their sweet side and their caring side and we saw that with frankie and alexia but moving forward we get to have front row seats to a bbl which i never thought we'd get to see never did i ever more so with martina navratilova's spouse sitting in the room oh they're sitting there and we're getting really good moral support from Julia, who is actually seemingly in more pain than she is terrified. Adriana. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, at first, I was like, oh, maybe she's just like acting like she's afraid of needles and it's like a whole thing. No, she was absolutely terrified. Yeah, mortified. But yeah. we did get the little nugget that they're going to adopt another kid. Mm -hmm. And it made her like light up. And I was just curious. Martina wanted to, you know, move on with their life mm -hmm. and like go travel and this and that. Is, it just was sweet that, you know, a topic that was seemingly off limits where they kind of moved on from it that she was able to do this and now they're having another kid it's definitely something that julia has been talking about and it's always one of those things like she's an empty nester so she's not dealing with it well martina just wants to go to aspen so she can ski and she's like just come with me for like two weeks we'll have fun i just want to be with you and it turns now into them adopting a kid now i don't know i mean this is obviously it's filmed a long time ago so i don't know if they did it looks like they have complications moving forward trying to i guess Get, you have to get approved for adoption, and then you get to kind of it's wait a, in line. Essentially. From what I know of it, it's an extremely lengthy process. Yeah, so I, even the six, eight months ago that they were filming this, it's probably nothing. It's a drop in the bucket of how long they might be waiting. So we'll see how that goes. But it is nice that you can see like how a little bit of just making an effort the way that Julia did, because they haven't had dinner with just the two of them since the kids moved out. Now they do, and all of a sudden they're talking about having another kid. Like... It just shows you do something nice for your spouse and it might go a long way. But back to the BBL. Back to the BBL. I had no fucking idea that's how that worked. That I was don't think front that's... row medical. It was, it's a BBL, but it's not. 
it's a Brazilian a, butt lift. It's a it's less a, invasive Brazilian, yeah. or it's a something butt lift. But that, then she was at, and we'll kind of move around a little bit, but then she was at the party that Alexia was hosting, and I think it was Marisol went over and started grabbing her ass. Like, are you not in pain? It was probably a day or two before, I mean, again, timelines, but she came over and she's like really firmly grabbing her ass, and she's like, I need one of those too. And Adriana didn't seem like she was in pain. I'm like, holy shit. Well, like, she probably wants to, you know, show it off a little bit. She just got a BBL, so maybe she's, you know, yeah, but it's no pain, take no gain. Time, right? I don't know. I haven't gotten mine in a while. Oh, fair enough. All right. Well, <laughs> next time you get one, you got to let us know yeah, how you long can, it takes. You can grab my ass, and I'll tell you if it hurts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, one thing that stood out to me, I think it was Adriana's dog. Why do they dye poodles fur? She has this oh, little poodle, know. and like, I understand. Like, I've I've seen the Westminster Dog Show. It's a great time. But the poodle was dyed in like blue and had blue on its feet and like its hair. Just like, don't do that. That's not like there's a guy who sits courtside at, uh, at Heat Games now with a little chihuahua or something, but he dyed it yellow and he calls it Pikachu. <laughs> and they actually kicked him out and said, you can't have this dog in here anymore. It's not an emotional support dog is what they found out. But I don't understand why people do that. It was just a little throwaway comment that I wanted to talk about there. Let's move on to what looks like it's going to be more of a headline moving forward is Larsa and Nicole. Now, I like Nicole a lot. I don't know how you feel about her. Love Nicole. I think she keeps it straight. I think as soon as she says to one of the other women, I have a problem with someone, or this is being eaten away at me, she immediately addresses it, which I always appreciate. She doesn't let it stew. She doesn't go talk to five or six other people and then let it get back to them. She takes the time to go right at the person. She sits down. She has a conversation with Larsa. Of course, Larsa is just pretty much always gossiping. Yeah, So Larsa's sitting there talking about Lisa. She's talking about whatever uh adriana's going through with her butt lift it's never just like a nice conversation with larsa it's always about whatever somebody else is doing so it's already annoying and nicole sits there and goes you know what this is the first real conversation that we've had i feel like every time that you talk to me you bring up my ex being a school teacher and it feels judgmental which by the way it fucking is it's extremely judgmental time you know by the way that this man even if he doesn't watch the show that people send him clips of like hey they're talking about you again. It's like, oh, you mean the school teacher? Yeah. And like when she brings it up to her in this moment, she's like, well, yeah, you know who I was married to? It's like, yeah, we all know that you're married to Scottie Pippen. The whole fucking world knows who Larsa Pippen is because of Scottie Pippen. But so- she's just trying to spin it and say that my divorce was way worse than your divorce because I had a divorce from an NBA player who was a multimillionaire. You had a divorce from a school teacher, so it doesn't really matter. And that's what she's doing. And that's what Larsa always does. Larsa, who started off as... Yeah, she could be fun. You know, she's kind of like bringing the heat, bringing in the drama, whatever. Now I'm just seeing her like, she's kind of goofy. Like, oh, I just, just like, like don't like the shit that she talks forced. about. Yeah, it's so it's, forced. She always just has something to say and she's so judgmental and it's fucking annoying. And I'm happy that finally somebody's just like calling her on her shit. And right back, she goes, you know what I heard? I heard that you fucked every doctor in your hospital. One, that would mean that Nicole's probably going to lose her job. If that was, you if there's think? any fucking evidence there, she's out. No other hospital in the area will probably hire her. So be careful of what you say before you say it, especially when your job has no ramifications. By the way, you live in the OnlyFans Tower. We know what you do. So (laughs) don't fucking talk on shit that you don't have skin in the game for. Like, that's just some bullshit. And I I just don't I just like don't fucking deal with her. I think she makes shit up. I think she just runs with it. Whenever she feels like she's cornered, she just makes up a lie and says, I heard it. I heard it. I don't think you've heard shit because nobody talks to you. I bet somebody made like an off-color comment one time because they were pissed at Nicole. And like, oh, she probably banged every doctor in that hospital or something stupid. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's true. Lars is like, absolutely. That's yeah, true. she logged that in the back of her head. To I read that at the later. Times, yeah. Yeah, like, 
my biggest issue with her and people are going to say in the comments and stuff like, oh, like you need those people on the show for the drama. It's like, no, this is what we need less mm -hmm. of because we've had it so many times this year. They keep pushing shit at us that we see right through. Yep. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. There's enough real drama. We don't there is. need the there force drama. Enough. The force drama weakens everything else. It does. It makes everything else seem less interesting. Mm -hmm. It makes it seem less real. And like, look, we understand what we're watching. We know it's reality TV. Things are played up. Duh, no shit. Mm -hmm. But the moments that are genuine and they seem real, like that's what we want. We want to feel and lose that that sense of reality for two seconds so we can like believe all this shit. And yeah. when you throw stuff at us that we're like, well, that's clearly not true. Then we, that you lose that you lose. What's the, what's the term suspension of belief. There that's you what go. you, that's what you have when you're like watching a movie or yep. playing a video game. You have suspension of belief, which mm -hmm. is, or suspension of disbelief. Sorry. When I lose that now I'm looking, I'm like, fuck, well, yeah, this is dumb. This is fake. I'm, I'm not interested anymore. Like how many minutes are left in the show? Like I want to mean it's, Minutes. How many minutes left in the well, show? Well, if, if they're being mean, that's minutes. Yeah, these are minutes. Yeah. Stop with the minutes. Oh, I just realized something, though, and, and we're done here, but the end of the show, they do say on the rest of this season. Yeah, Is they that a mid-season trailer? I don't think so. I think it's like a wrap-up trailer. that would mean trailer. there's still like nine to ten episodes. No, because we had a quote-unquote mid-season oh, trailer from like Salt Lake, I think, and that was like four or five two left. weeks. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't that far back. So I, I think it's just like... We're close. We're getting there. Yeah, we're almost Stay there. Stay with us. This is what you have to look forward we're to. We're so close. Yeah, just hold on a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get the pleasure, the distinct pleasure, because I enjoyed every episode. I caught up on all of it. I watched five of them in the last two days. Look at you. Soho, Southern Hospitality has the chance to be a fantastic television show in my opinion it does and i'm happy it looks like people are now watching it which is good because we do see you know a lot of our friends other podcasters creators they're tweeting about it they're talking about it i did see that the ratings are up they do good. have a good poll now uh they actually outdid one of the salt lake episodes that's not surprising so, well, yeah, i think no. one of our but, episodes outdid the salt lake here's episode. the here's the thing and i, I was actually telling colleen on the way over today if any of these shows, like Southern Charm, Summer House, like Vanderpump has the potential to outdo a couple of the Housewife shows, if any of the shows outdo one of the Housewife shows, it should be a big deal. Like the Housewife think. shows are at the top. They are usually untouchable. Now, I'm not expecting like Soho or Southern Charm to come anywhere close to Beverly Hills or Jersey, but it's worth talking about when one of these shows, especially a new show in the new season, is pulling in more people than a real Housewife show is. Like, yeah. That's pretty big. So we did take a few weeks off um we enjoyed it up until you watched five episodes i think that i was confused about what we were going to be talking about over the last yeah. couple of weeks so i just kept watching i only had three to watch oh okay so or two i don't fucking remember they all kind of blend together because peacock just runs them um but yeah it, it's super enjoyable it's everything that you and i talked about what we want to see in a show younger people having fun God, we sound fucking old. Um, we are old, dude. We fun, are old. You know, have a couple adult beverages, but <laughs> no, I mean they're they're having a good time, and I'm having a good time watching it. Now there obviously are moments where you're like, all right, shut up. But every show has that, so you know what are we gonna do? Well, we actually had the distinct pleasure. Um, so like two weeks ago, Will reached out to us and was like, "We need you dudes to start covering the show mm -hmm. or start watching the show." 
We have. We have touched on it previously. We didn't dive all the way in because we had a lot of other shows to watch, and we base what we talk about off of what you guys watch. Yep. And if our listeners aren't up on something, we tend to kind of shy away from it, and you guys dictate what we watch. So it wasn't getting that much pull. We kind of stepped back from it. God, am I glad we came back. And We need it. It's a good reprieve from the Housewife shows. It is, but Will reached out, and... So today I, I got done binging all of them and I was like, all right, I'm going to post, I'm going to tag everybody in it just to kind of like put some feelers out there. All of the dudes responded from Southern Hospitality. So we might have something in the works this year. I'm not going to give too many secrets away. I will tell you more as we get closer, but. Yeah, we're going to find out when they film and then uh, Steele and I will just pop up at Bourbon and Bubbles. And just, table for two. Table for two. Bottle <laughs> service, please. I'll take Evian. <laughs> That's gross. I don't drink Evian. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Smart water, baby. Jesus. (laughs) But it was just, it was nice to hear from all of them. They all were really nice. Mikkel has been listening to us since like July or before. Yeah, that's great. That was before Soho even came out. I know. He's been, he's been an avid listener for a while. So Mikkel, if you're listening or if any of you dudes are listening, what's up? What's up, dudes? What's up, dudes? Here's the thing. We are not going to pull punches, though. We will no. tell you exactly how we feel. We pride ourselves on unbiased opinions. So if you guys are fucking up, we are going to call it out. Yeah. But no, anyway. I'm happy that Mikkel watches. And Mikkel was somebody who watched even before, or listened to us even before, because we both really like Mikkel. Like, we enjoy you know, the struggle that he had at work and then what he's going through in his life and just kind of communicate to his family about like his sexuality and like coming out and going through pride and everything. Like, it's a hell of a journey. And we're rooting for him the whole way. And he hasn't done really anything. Like he's gotten into fights, and I find myself just blindly supporting him. I'm I'm pretty much on his team for the most part. And like, so I rewatched the first few episodes with Deb because okay. she hadn't seen any of them. So mm-hmm. I wanted her to catch up so we could watch them together. So we watched the first four. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched the first four, and I'm glad I did because I have a I have a very different perspective on this show now. I thoroughly enjoy this show. I think it's got early VPR written all over it, mm-hmm. but. With the Mikkel journey, like, you go back to the table when he threw the drink at TJ. Like, TJ was being an asshole. Yeah. Like, he was poking the bear, poking the bear. Yeah. And then it went back to when he was at the bar uh, for Leva's birthday party. Yeah. And TJ yanks the drink away from him. What I've learned about TJ, who I've also grown to like, what I've learned about TJ is he comes in really, really hot. Like, mm-hmm. my man is guns a-blazing right out of the gate. He's passionate. Whatever you want to call it. He just, he comes in hot, right? But I think that under that, like, he's a good dude. And we see that. I really like watching the relationship between TJ and Mikkel kind of, like, blossom into this friendship. Yeah. They, they complement each other well. Like, they come up with the fancy pride party at yep. Bourbon and Bubbles. They seem to kind of, like, watching TJ share his experiences with coming out and, like, learning about himself sexually. And, like, like just watching that moment was just, it was nice to see them kind of connect. And... I'm excited to see how they progress moving forward. Like that's the thing I think I like about the show the most is I want to see the next episode. I want to yeah. know what's happening with these guys. But but let's get into like the meat of this episode and we're on the the tail end of the peanut butter fiasco and I'm really glad that I watched because I was confused. Everybody was posting about this like Eddie from Martinis with Eddie yeah. kept posting peanut butter stuff and I was like, "What the fuck happened with the peanut butter?" Yeah. Glad we can close the book on that. Like, what was going on with the peanut butter? We find out that Emmy licked the peanut butter off of Trevor's penis. I do love that people, like, they got hung up on the peanut butter aspect, and that wasn't even the problem. They weren't even, like, talking about how weird it was that Emmy and Trevor had hooked up or, like, how it's going to affect the dynamic between everybody. 
they were just fixated on the peanut butter and they're like why not whipped cream why not chocolate syrup why fucking peanut butter was it chunky peanut butter like i don't know like that was such a funny like detail to just be hung up on whereas i'm thinking like not talking about how this is this could spiral will and emmy's relationship or trevor and maddie's relationship they're so fixated on the peanut butter i think the reason really funny. that they were fixated on the peanut butter is because everybody knew the only thing they didn't know was the peanut butter part. Yeah. Literally everyone in the group was like, yeah, no shit, Bradley. Like, we know that they hooked up. Everybody knows they hooked up. And in that moment, like, I think Bradley just felt, like, cornered because everyone's, everybody's claiming that Bradley and Reagan hooked up. Yep. Right? Like, everyone's claiming that something sketchy happened on a trip and Joe heard him boinking. And now that's starting to come out again because Reagan's back in the fold. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a big Reagan fan whatsoever. She seems just miserable. Yeah. She doesn't seem like a happy person. She seems like she thrives on drugs. The fact that she can come into Republic and shake things up that quickly, she didn't even do anything yet. No. All she did was like it's whisper something. Presence. Yeah, she whispered something to Mia over here. She whispered another thing over there. Everyone's afraid of Reese. Who the fuck is Reese? I have How, no how idea. powerful is this man that you can't talk shit about him or like, you're afraid that if you banged his girlfriend, he's going to like ruin your life. And also, Bradley, while we're on the topic, don't shit on personal trainers. He's like, oh, he probably feels a certain way because like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer. All right? We are, it's a proud profession. Yeah, I think that's just a we keep... complex of his own that he's pushing off on that. But talking to Kayla, is that her name? I don't fucking know. So he's dating some girl. I guess her name's Kayla. And Maddie's saying that he was getting the blowy out in the alley. Yeah. During, which, by the way, you know what? Work comes first. During work? Work comes first. Come on, first. Bradley. Well, hey, it is a blow job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. This, this show's fucking spiraling. Um, but, like, he's sitting there and he's, like, he's focused on all the wrong things. And Maddie's sitting there like, I've got some real dirt. You were clearly just cheating on this girl. And I, I don't really condone what Maddie did where she's, like, just protect your heart. She was trying to pull punches. Everybody knows what that means. Everybody, Everybody knows. knows. You even said that. You're like, yeah. I didn't want to come out fully and just say, hey, by the way, I saw him getting a blowjob in the alley. I just told her to protect her heart. It's like that, we know what that means. I've, she knows what that means. You know what you were doing. I have taken a weird turn on Maddie. All right. I was a fan of hers. Like, first yeah, of all, same. everybody on the show from like episode one and two did them dirty. All right, and I think that production had a lot to do with that. Like the guys are all like, "I'm the hottest in the group." He's like, "Oh, he thinks he's the hottest in the group." Like, blah blah blah. Like yeah. all that stuff. Like, kind of was like, "All right, that's annoying." That was the type of shit that like pushed me away from the show to begin. Yes, with. Yeah. it was. And then once we get past the intros and we get to see who these people are, like who they really are, mm -hmm. I started to really gravitate towards them. I was like, oh, "You know what? Like Joe seems like a hardworking, ambitious dude. He's just trying to work his way up. He's got like puppy love for this girl that like." Yeah. And this is where I took the turn, bro. This is where I took the turn on her. I'm sitting here watching all this stuff play out, right? And it's a love triangle disaster between Trevor, Maddie, and Joe. And poor Joe has front row seats to these two at all times, yeah. right? And I can't imagine what that's like. But as I watch this all unfold, Maddie just wants her cake and to eat it too. She wants both of them. And we see that when he's painting her room, first and foremost, my guy's trying so hard. And I appreciate that, but at the same time, like, Dude, like, take a hint. Like, this ship has sailed until this dumbass from Philly, unfortunately, know. is out of the picture. And it seems to me that Trevor will play himself out of this equation at some point. But yeah, he's going to do something stupid. He's going to. I'm, I'm banking it. It would look better for you, and Joe, if you're listening, it would look so much better for you if you just cut ties with Maddie. You just keep it at a work relationship like you do with the other girls because you're a manager now. Can't be dating inside the company, as Leva said. 
it'll look so much better because you know that Trevor's going to fuck up at some point and probably cheat on her or do something dumb that's going to result in them breaking up. You don't want to be the rebound guy because the rebound guy hardly ever actually gets the girl. Go find somebody else, go have some fun, and then don't be there when Maddie and Trevor break up because it's going to drive her crazy. And it drove you crazy for what, six months, eight months, however fucking long she said, nine months, I think. Just don't be there and it's going to drive her crazy. Tit for tat, baby. Tit for tat. And that's where also we can talk about Mia. Like Mia even says it in a confessional. She's looking at herself in her own pocket mirror and she's like, oh, like he needs somebody beautiful and outgoing and independent. Like, where could you find that? And for all intents and purposes, I have to like enunciate when I say that now. So people think I say it intensive purposes. For all intents and purposes, Mia seems great. She seems real. Like she's. I thought she did Owen a little bit dirty because, you know, she said, like, I'm a hopeless romantic, too. I love grand gestures. I love this. And then she later complains, like, he was way too much. He came on way too (laughs) thick, way too strong. And, like, I mean, he got that vibe from night one, but she leaned into it. But anyway, and this is when they're painting the room and Mia comes up in topic of conversation from Maddie. What I thought was going to happen, what I wanted to happen, because I was already getting a like a bad feeling where I'm like, she's leading this poor guy on because she wants him around. She wants him close. Mm -hmm. But I was hoping that this would kind of change that opinion. It did not. It furthered my take because she's like talking to him. She brings up Mia. You would think she'd be like, that's awesome. You should go for it. Like you guys make total sense. Like that would be the nice thing to do. That would be the friendly thing to do. Let's not forget. Joe has sat on his hands and said nothing about Trevor. Yeah. He's talked a lot of shit about him behind his back. Well, yeah. Uh, rightfully so, probably. But nothing to Maddie, really. Nothing to Aside Maddie. Aside from, are you sure you want to date this guy which after is, what he did? Which is fucking fine if you're friends. That's being a good yeah. friend. And he, they are best friends, apparently. So in that moment, he hasn't shit on Trevor. You should not sit there and be like, oh, Mia's just not the right guy for him. She goes to a confessional and says, like, that doesn't make any sense to me and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude. Leave this guy alone. Let him go. Let him move on. He's tiptoeing around the idea of actually taking a chance at doing something else with somebody else. Like, leave this guy alone because it's dragging him back. He's pulling him back. She's saving him. From what? No, she's not saving him from anything. She's saving him for herself. Saving him for later. (laughs) Yeah, she's literally saving him for later. Like, she is, she knows in the back of her mind that Trevor is not going to work out because he's a fucking idiot and he's from Philly because he's a scumbag. But she's saving Joe. Because he's the nice guy and they're good friends and she knows that he would never do anything to hurt her. But she's just not ready for Joe right now. She wants to go have fun with Trevor. But that's she bullshit. She knows that Joe will sit and wait for that's her. That's bullshit. That's why we got to tell Joe, get the fuck out, bud. Go, just, go find another girl. Not, maybe not Mia because Lev is going to have your neck. But here's my issue go with date that. someone. Here's my issue with that. If we're going to... We there's a blueprint here, okay? There's a blueprint of how this show can be great and it's called Vanderpump Rules, okay? Vanderpump yeah, but Rules Lev is, is crazy... Because they all bang each other. They all hook the up. The show's they good, but like I, we're going to see it next year. Like It looks like Tom and Tom are having a hard time getting the bar going. They got it going. Maybe, maybe they aren't great business people. Look, I, if Levin wants to cultivate a good business, you can't have intermingling. But the, look, all of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants have done well. I'm sure there's a couple of hiccups along the way, but the ones that are mainstays in LA still are still there. She's doing fine. Tom Tom... Did, or I guess it's Schwartz and Sandy's, sorry. Schwartz and Sandy's did open up. They are open right now. Mm-hmm. You could literally go there right now if you live in the area. So for you to claim they're not successful is ridiculous. To claim also that that doesn't make great television when they're all dating each other. And just because he's a manager, Peter from Vanderpump is a manager, and he dated multiple. Arguably too many. <laughs> Look, I, you know what? If 
Levitt wants to run her business this way, then let her run it. She's a good businesswoman. She, I, I think she's. I think a, I think she's asking too much because I feel like people in food and bev. You can talk to Craig. Will probably intermingle no matter what you do. You She's, can put in any laws you want. It's gonna happen. We got a food and bev. Yeah. Reagan. Reagan said, "I miss food my food and bev, and bev friends." Yep. So it's a real thing. It is a real thing. Well, it's another Charleston thing. So we gotta uh, see. Yeah. Is that a Charleston no, food and bev not. thing? I think it's just food and bev. You can't claim that. Two for two have been from Charleston. Uh, it's a coincidence now. If there's a third one, it's not a coincidence but, anymore. Yeah. Oh, we need one more. Yeah, we need one, one more. more. Okay. One I, more I'll keep my ears open. Food and bev. I'll keep my ears open. Yeah. But back to Leva real quick. And back to like the, the twerking and shit on the boat when they're out yeah. of Lake Norman. I have so many issues with the handling of that situation. Like for them to be at Pride and Grace Lily walks out with tape over her nipples. Yeah. That's not an issue. But them on a boat on an off day twerking and just because, yeah, Trevor should not be posting them. That did piss me off. Like, dude, stay out of it. Just yeah, stay let them out have of fun. It. You're Go not even on. Philly. You're barely even on the show. Yeah, Just you don't need out. to be that guy. Somebody but, needs a taxi somewhere. Correct. <laughs> but for Levin to claim like this is bad for business, I don't want this. Like whatever. Like, what are you talking? You really think that your clientele? Kids that go to College of Charleston are going to see girls pouring drinks on each other on a boat twerking, and they're not going to be like, "Oh, we're going to that bar today." Yeah, absolutely. Like, shut. It makes yeah. no sense. And she—they all are so terrified of her and like the brand. Mm -hmm. I get they're all working their way up. You don't want to piss off your boss, sure. But her handling of them as employees—it's like they need to be at her beck and call. And it's like this is a place of work. This is not, you know, the end-all, be-all. I think she's just struggling. So if they didn't have a show, right? And let me walk you through this. If they didn't have a show, they wouldn't be quote unquote public figures. So a lot of people that go to these restaurants wouldn't follow, unless it's Grace Lily, but you kind of expect that behavior from her. So who gives a shit? But the other ones, I don't really think that you'd have like thousands of people following TJ or Joe or Will or whoever if they weren't on a show. If they were just bartenders and VIP club guys, whatever, at the club in Charleston, I don't think Leva would really care because not many people, not many customers are following. But to your point, yeah, it makes sense. If you see people doing that and they're attractive people, yeah, a, lot, a group of guys is going to be like, hell yeah, let's go to Bourbon and Bubbles tonight or let's go to Republic tonight. Like, yeah, that's going to happen. I think that she's just afraid that there's going to be like more backlash on them and then her restaurant because there's 8,000, 10,000 people that are following this and everybody's going to see it. And they'd be like, oh, that's kind of a joke. How, how, why is Leva letting her employees just run amok out there? Okay. So it, I think it's just early stages. Maybe in like two years, three years, when they're established, she'll let them do whatever the fuck they want because she realizes it brings in business. But for now, I don't, you know, I, I don't really blame her. No, I, I totally see what you're saying, except for the fact this is airing on national television yeah. right now. So it makes no sense. They're going to see it anyway. That's a good point. They're going to see it anyway. And Maybe they've changed over the last 10 months. Who knows? Changed what? It's still out there. Yeah, I know. It's they're on still TV. Out there. Go yeah. on Peacock. You can <laughs> plug for Peacock. Um, but overall, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I like pretty much everybody. Like Grace Lily is annoying, but she is she's not great for TV, I think dude. She's so funny now. She's great for. Uh, she's still like not in the my middle cup of the of peanut butter thing when everybody's screaming about peanut and butter. She's, she's sitting there taking a selfie. I know. Well, like to her she's credit, still oblivious. Like so, or she just doesn't give a shit. Or like after, um, I, I think it was Mia gets followed by the NASCAR driver, and Grace Lily's like, "Well, did you follow him?" And she's like, "Yeah, of course I followed him." She's like, "Oh, I didn't follow him. I don't follow guys. Like that's probably why he followed you." Yeah, and then immediately was like. Look at this picture that we took together. Isn't it so cute? I could definitely see myself dating him. It's like, all right. Yeah, she Lily, down. take a fucking chill pill. But like, aside from that, her other moments are funny because she's not front and center the whole time, which is good because 
she really doesn't have she has her personality but to carry a show you need a lot more than that she doesn't really have that but she is funny background noise i'll give her that i think that and this is what's crazy and i hate hate that i'm saying this and giving credit here but credit where credit's due i always speak up okay even if i don't like it the more i saw her the more i watched and like yeah there's a lot of annoying moments and yeah she puts her foot in her mouth and like the way that she handles arguments i think is terrible i think Mm -hmm. that she just like that argument was squashed you had no reason to bring it back up later that night and she brings it back up and like starts shit again with me it made no sense to me but everything else she does like she really is grace lily all the time like that is who she genuinely is and the more that she said i don't know why people care so much i'm just being me it made me check myself i was like i don't know why i care so much she is just being herself this is who she is who she wants to be why the fuck should i comment or care i should just shut the fuck up and let her be herself and i was like god damn it (laughs) i just had a moment of clarity because she wants to twerk at a go-kart rink and i'm an asshole somehow in this scenario so Yeah, G Comes Lily. Full put, she put me in my place, and I, I look. I'll admit it to the public. Good for you. I know. I'm. I'm. Takes I'm a strong man. <laughs> I feel so strong right now. <laughs> and last but not least, we are back in Potomac, and we are winding down. We have the reunion filming tomorrow, actually. So we are just about finished with Potomac, which overall I thought it was a good season. So for that dude that claims that we love shows and then hate them no this was a good season overall it had its ups and downs was it like a grand slam no but it was it was entertaining yeah and it's still entertaining like yeah even now in mexico we're only on day two in mexico it's still entertaining it is still entertaining i i, I enjoyed this episode a lot actually and we get to kind of see the back end of the sharice and karen fight and a lot of people were saying that this was staged, that they faked this. And I, I don't think so. I didn't think so either. I thought it was so genuine. Like, they both seemed really pissed. Yeah, like, you can tell Sharice was pissed. And I think that she realizes that everybody else realizes that Karen is hiding something or is freaking out for some reason. And she knows that people will start to back her. And you see more and more that Sharice will just start saying stuff and then stop and let everybody else do the talking for her or just let Karen just kind of, like, run herself empty just screaming about nothing and it is kind of strange and it looks like next week we get a little bit more we don't want to jump there yet but there is clearly something here there's definitely something more with karen and she starts off with this argument to start off the episode making absolutely no sense like coming after sharice for just going to her mom's funeral and everybody's sitting there like she's not chasing clout by driving four hours to the middle of nowhere to go to your mom's funeral just to say, hey, like, I hope you're okay, where there's no fucking cameras, there's nothing going on. Like, how twisted do you think Sharice is? Like, she's not. She's actually just genuinely cared. And there's something. Go- you think that there's something else there? I think your Karen Stanhood is going to come into question here. Look, but I'm going to be honest, okay? Are you going to be honest or are you going to stand by your girl? I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm gonna standing be- by your girl. No, no. I'm- All right, let's hear it. I guess I am going to stand by my girl here, but... Kind of. All right. I don't think that either of them are blameless here. I think that they're both kind of being immature about the whole thing. But there is a clip from years ago. Mm-hmm. And Sharice was at a party at Karen's house. And she weirdly does bring up, like, oh, I was at your mom's funeral. She brought it up out of context, seemingly, that she seemingly. did, in fact, go to her mom's funeral. But why would that come up at all? 
they could have been talking to a family member that she saw at the funeral. I don't know, dude. Dude, you know Bravo's editors are going to make it look like she brought it up. And no, I, I don't. Look, think, I don't look, stand by I, either of them. I I don't claim to have a person to stand by. All right, I'm just analyzing the facts here, and what we know is that Bravo does edit things to make it look one way true. when it's not exactly that way. Okay. And also, we know that Karen is acting erratically. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's, let, me, let me just take it home, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to say that Sharice went to your mom's funeral out of selfish reasons so that she could yeah. then again use it like, as ammo against you. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a fair thing to do, especially considering you didn't go to her mom's funeral. However, she did actually send her a lengthy text offering her condolences, which Sharice glossed over. She mm-hmm. said she sent like, oh, like, you're in my prayers or something like a one sentence thing. She said, sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. No. Yeah. No, it was a well thought out long text. So on Have both. Have seen that text? Yeah. They showed uh, pictures of it on the episode. And oh, you did can also, they? It's all over Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I think I didn't see that. No, no, no okay. that, that actually happened. So okay. here we have, I'm going to call it like I see it. Neither of them are right. They're both trying to be right. And it is clear to me why they both want to be the queen of Potomac. Mm-hmm. It made yeah, Karen Robin. so fucking mad when Robin said that. Oh, when Giselle said it. Giselle, Giselle said, yeah. said it. One of the green-eyed bandits said it. And it made her livid. That mm-hmm. made Karen physically get up from the table. In yeah, her seat. she hated that. And, and even, like, even when you went to her confessional, she's like, just shut the hell up with your dumb shit. Like, correct. No, actually. And then she took a step back and like... Like, no, that was still organic. Yeah. And this your confessional is also months later. Right. So she's still pissed about You're still even mad hearing about that. This. And Sharice kind of sits back and like smirks as mm-hmm. Giselle and Robin do her dirty work. And it's like, well, hold on. Like, who fucking cares who the Queen of Potomac is? Is it that Karen important of a Charisse title? probably do. Yeah. But why? Like, I just, I don't understand why you would drag this shit out as long as they have, as tumultuous as it is, for a title. Like, Sharice did get the girls together. She was the star for a long mm-hmm. time. Like, that is fact. Go back and watch the early seasons. Mm-hmm. Karen came into the fold. Karen has since kind of taken on that role as being like the grand dame, and that's the presence that she brings to the show. It's just fact. That is what she is now. One can be the other as well. You don't have to, like, butt heads over who's got the bigger dick here because, like, just settle down. Like, but this is, this is why I like this show a lot, and this is why this show is unlike the other shows. We talked about it for weeks in different instances, depending on the situation, how it seems like no matter what happens, like Karen will, somebody will get, say something weird to Karen and she'll get mad about it, but she'll be okay by like the next day or the day after whatever. And they'll come groveling to her. Karen does something and she doesn't really expect anything in return. People will just kind of like turn a blind eye to it. We were getting to a point and I wasn't even tired of it at that point. Like I was just like, oh, I guess this is just how it is. I could have seen myself if it continued by the end of the season questioning why it happens and being like why does nobody ever just confront karen before i even got to that point we have people confronting karen true i love that yeah because i and like this is the way i watch movies this is the way i watch tv i'm always trying to figure out like when something's gonna happen like all right this i know why they're leading us this way because this is what's gonna happen i didn't even get a chance to do that in this show before it happens and i i think it was genuine too i think robin's fed up with karen talking about her fucking wedding yep robin is how old is Robin? 40 years old? 41? Uh, I don't know. Who gives a shit if she doesn't want to have a big wedding? Her and Juan have been dancing around and dancing around and dancing around. Let them go do whatever the fuck they want. It's their wedding. Nobody needs... I think Karen just wants a, a reason to get all dressed up and go somewhere and have pictures taken and have this whole big thing. And she's pissed about it. Or she's just old school and being like, you need to have a big wedding. 
Then don't. Either way, it's none of your business. Just shut the fuck up. Then don't have a public engagement. What if do you, you mean? If Juan's they had a public get, engagement years ago, though. I, I know, but if Juan gets down on one knee, I'm not saying that she, they need to have a wedding. They can do their own thing with their family. I don't think but that what's one with means the secrecy? The why do you have to have the? Why can't you tell them what day your wedding is? It's because you don't have a day yet. Just yeah, they say don't have that. A day. Well, then say that. I think that she's tired of them commenting on it well, so much. Then, then give them answers. Stop skating around it. This is what you but signed up for. I feel like if she for. gives them answers, they're going to be like, oh, well, you got to set a date. You got to do this. She's probably just tired of fucking hearing it. Which is irrelevant to me. I don't think so. Why? I, it's irrelevant because if you're in this show, you have to answer the questions, period. That, that's, yeah. that's par for the course. That's what you do when you are on a Bravo contract. So I want, I, just say when it is or say September. We're going in September or October, whatever the fucking month is. At least they're going to Jamaica now and not the Chesapeake Bay. Oh, God, like, that that's... would have been so funny. <laughs> but the thing is, like, no one else is really giving Robin shit for it. Like, maybe they're all tired of talking about it. Probably. Because they're like, whatever. Don't get married. Get married. Who the fuck cares? Karen is still so adamant yeah, about the whole thing. It. It's like, all right, like, get over it. It's not your wedding. You're not in the wedding. You're not a family member. There's, you have nothing to gain here. Just let her go do whatever the hell she wants to do, and she'll do it. You want to send her a gift? Send her a fucking gift. Enough. Robin's at her wit's end with her and finally comes after her and calls her a bullshitter, which I've now, I still like Karen a lot, but I've come to realize that Karen is a bullshitter. Well, Absolutely. She, yeah, I mean, I think that she does it really well. She bullshits better than the other ones because she's able to kind of keep it calm but and that then might save be, it for later. That might be in question now. It might be. In, she people did, are she, aware of it now. Well, they've been aware of it. I mean, yeah. it's just not like it, like, a secret. I just think she has a target on her back now. Somebody uncovered a little like piece of armor on Karen, and now I feel like people are going to come after her. And we can see it in like the scenes for next week. They start talking about the blue-eyed man. Sharice has pictures. I'm yeah. fucking pumped. I'm, I'm excited to get a face to who the blue-eyed man is. I don't think is. we're going to get a face. You think they're going to keep it blurred out? I think they're going to get a face. I don't think we're getting oh, shit. Oh, no. I, I didn't think about that. I thought they blurred but it out hey, wait, for next week. So he was wearing Washington Redskins gear. Yeah, he's already a in loser. In Vegas. He's a loser. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah, what a doink. Unless he's like. You know, upper management for the Redskins. Robert Griffin III. <laughs> but there's one thing I need to comment on because it really pissed me off. Like, genuinely made me mad. When they're all going back and forth, and I'm taking it to a serious note right now, but whatever. They're all going back and forth, and she's like, yeah, well, I heard that you went to rehab, and everybody gasps. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my, I'm like, God damn it. Like, I hate getting on this soapbox period because I don't want to seem preachy, and I don't like to, like, get aggravated about it but this is part of the problem with people trying to get help and go to rehab like you see how it's used as ammo against karen and karen mm. ve vehemently is that the right word i don't vehemently? i always say vehemently i, I say vehemently no i say ve vehemently. vehemently vehemently i'm going with grammar with the bros grammar with the bros i know i i already see rock. a lot of people talking shit on that one yeah so. vehemently it's vehemently it's definitely vehemently but karen vehemently denies going to rehab and it's like how the fuck is this being used as a negative like the negative part is that her friends flew down there and pulled her out of rehab yeah that's, that's the problem yeah. the problem is not her going to rehab and now because you did this because you used it as ammo if she does need rehab in the future she's not gonna fucking go yeah. so nice job that i mean when i tell you sat up in my seat and i, was, I wrote it down i was like fuck this like that's so annoying to me and it, it happens is, yeah. all the time and it's you know just Anybody out there listening to this, this is a PSA. Like, just don't fucking do that. It's not cool. It's not comfortable. It pisses people like me off. Like, I worked my ass off to get where I am from rehab. So rehab is a great place that saves lives. Don't fucking yeah. talk about it like that. Anyway, moving on to the fun stuff. Well, 
do we, and I'm going to ask you a question, and it's okay if you say yes or no, do we have to get into the me and Jacqueline thing? Because um, I don't give a shit. I don't really care either. I, I feel bad for Jacqueline in some regards. I think I that she think makes her own bed, but I also just it. think I was going to say that. Really? Yeah, thing? I was literally about to say, but she made her own bed. She's got to lie in it. Yeah, I just, you know, I just fucking hate me, so I really don't care. No, I think that where my biggest issue with the whole thing is, and we can just gloss it over, but my biggest issue with the whole thing is Jacqueline does go to her to try to discuss it. Yeah. It just grinds my gear. Gear. Um, <laughs> when. We're going to get you another gear. Yeah, I only want my one. I got a good gear. We'll get but you um, it just, it grinds my gear when somebody does approach a situation maturely to squash something yeah. and you're too immature to sit there and give them the time of day. She wouldn't even look at her. No, nah, she, and it's no not, eye contact. It, and she kept doing that fucking hand thing. Like the, I, I just, I fucking hate her. Yeah. She's, it's, she disgusts she's me. brutal. But, um, we get down to the beach and the ladies are doing, which has to be a fucking made up name. Like some shaman that created this exercise routine was like, this would be a funny name. Kundalini. Yeah. Like there's no way. That something is really named Kundalini. Yeah, he's, he's definitely just like some perv that wanted to see some girls like <laughs> fake an orgasm like on the beach. Like, let's see you gyrate those hips, girls, faster. That's really good. All right. I'm yeah, going to think about great. that one later. Great. Me and all the shaman are getting together. We're going to talk about this. Yeah. Like, Kundalini is a terrible name for anything, but they are doing Kundalini and you see a pretty clear divide in the group. Like, mm-hmm. Karen is having nothing to do with the rest of them for the time being. Candace has also checked out. She's chilling with Karen, and they're just avoiding going to do Kundalini. Jacqueline is kind of on her own; like she doesn't really have anybody. Yeah, she's trying to make friends, yet. honestly. Wendy is like kind of extending an olive branch yeah. to her, which is nice of her to just kind of be like, Smart "Hey." Of her. And we also see, like, let me get some dirt on Mia. Oh, you didn't realize that? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Because you get it at the end where I didn't really like how Candace was like, "I'm just like a little triggered right now because." We're talking about drinks being thrown and you're not apologizing. It's like, all right, triggered, not the right word. You weren't really involved in that. You're just, you know, triggered for Wendy, whatever. No, no, she was triggered because she had, you didn't see that season. That's when Monique threw and hit her with a No, she said, I'm triggered right now because you're not apologizing to the person who was... Oh, see, yeah, that that is an incorrect Wendy. use of the word, and that yeah. fucked me up. See, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, that, like, that makes you sense. Be, you weren't, you were there, but like, whatever. That makes but sense to me. <laughs> that makes sense for Wendy to get close to Jacqueline because let's get a little dirt on Mia. I don't like Mia right now. We've got a little beef going on. It would be nice if I had something in the back pocket so when Mia starts doing her fucking hand things and talking about me, I can throw something right out and see see what happens. Interesting take. Yeah. I like that. I didn't even think of that. Smart move. But we do see, like, at the end of the episode, um, and Wendy was kind of the middleman here, Ashley and Candace were, you know, obviously they're at odds pretty much the whole season. We started out the season, and they seem to be cool, finally. And then things start to snowball. Ashley throws out some accusations, and things obviously took a bad turn. Wendy just wants to squash the beef. And I do appreciate that, like, we're at a point now in the season, and things have been so just kind of chaotic that we're kind of trying to wrap it up for the end of the year. Like, that's good. That's good TV. That's good production. Good job, Wendy, as well. But we do get to kind of dive into why they felt so slighted, right? And Candace goes first, and she's like, you know, you threw out all these accusations. To me, it feels like you're unhappy in your relationship. You felt certain things. You went through certain things with Michael, and you're projecting that onto me because of your own insecurities. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. I know my man. I don't need to you know, check in and figure out where he is 24-7. I don't need all of these different things that you needed from Michael because you couldn't trust Michael. I yeah. trust my man. 
that's enough for me. Let's leave it alone. Stop talking about him. Ashley goes on to say, well, I felt slighted because you made fun of me and my struggle to get pregnant. So that was why she was harboring these feelings, I guess, for Candace. Now, how those correlate to one another, why she chose that moment when they seem to be getting better to then use that against her, I'm not entirely sure. Do I see that she could still have some feelings there and feel upset about it? Sure, like I guess. But all in all, they both agree to kind of just squash it. Ashley apologizes to Candace for her role in the Deborah thing. She's like, I just figured that you would want to talk to her. If, if Michael was doing something, I had the chance. And it's like, no, dude, yeah. different, just different apples anything. to oranges. Just apologize. Like, yeah, say I'm sorry and move on. But we do get to see them kind of have this, like, we'll call it a treaty for now. Mm-hmm. It's not a friendship, but they have a treaty to kind of see where things go. And I do appreciate as we come to a close, like we have a couple episodes left, just kind of like, I a bow on it. Let's yeah. not end the season with just, okay, they fucking hate each other. Like, there's yeah. no hope there. Who cares? Although, it does make for good TV if it ends the season where two people just fucking hate each other. Because then you want to look forward to next season and say, all right, are they going to be able to patch it up? Or are we going to get more of the same? But that takes us to the question portion. Up first, we've got Gons underscore Nan. I'm just going to read them very like straightforward that. from now on. Is Sharice the true queen of Potomac? I didn't really ask you. Do you think, who gets the title? I think Sharice gets it because she brought all the girls together. There would be no show if it wasn't for Sharice. Well, there might be a show, but it wouldn't be what we see today. There you go, Gons, nah, Nan. Well, what do you think? You just electing not to answer? I think that if you're going to argue, she did start it. Like, she is one of the OGs of Potomac, Mm -hmm. sure. But... If a queen gets replaced and the old queen is still alive, the other queen's still a queen. You still call her queen for the rest of her life, right? It's like first lady. If the first lady is no longer in the White House, she is still the first lady. So I think that they are both queens. I think Sharice will forever be the queen of Potomac, and I think that Karen is the current queen of Potomac. I'm trying to think of what... Yeah, I guess you do still call them queen. There yeah. is other, like, queen regent and... Queen mother. Okay. And then, you know... I, I can't... No, I don't. I know queen... Old queen. Right, you got to watch the crown. What's up, queen? From Philly Diva, do you think Mia will come back next season or will she get a pass because she's pretty and messy? You know, yeah. I, she doesn't get a pass, but I could. she's probably still going to be on the show because, like it or not, she does things that people talk about. She does. Me specifically. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that a lot of our conversations have been either because of or about Mia. So... I think that she's going to fight her ass off to keep her spot on the show because she needs to buy a house. So or rent a house and then renovate or rent a house. house and renovate it and just burn money. That's what she's going to keep doing? Just light money on fire. It's how'd what? you go bankrupt? Well, <laughs> boy, do I have a story? Well, for if you? you call this person, they live at this address. I renovated their home for them. Let me know what you think. I'll go back to the Motel Six. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we have a returning. Person and I get to repronounce her name because she God. sent us what the actual. Pro- no, I got it this oh, time. Okay. If I fuck it up now, now it's my fault. Okay. Jeez. From Z- <laughs> no, it's not my fault when I fuck it up the first time. If I fuck it up after they tell me how to say it, that's when I have a problem. From Zaray Allen, I nailed it. Thoughts on Mia and Wendy's argument? It felt condescending on Mia's part. It's always condescending on yeah, Mia's part. One hundred percent. What she does? Yeah, she's the- always condescending, even when she talks to her fucking husband. The problem is. When the argument's over is when Wendy shoots herself in the foot. Wendy needs to just stop talking when it's over. But yeah. she keeps going and keeps, like, she has to get the last word I in. I think she's, like, genuinely pissed. 
she is genuinely pissed and I get that, but it makes you look worse if you can't just like zip it. Like the conversation's over. She's walking away. Like let her go away. Mm-hmm. Don't just keep throwing out one liners because they don't land. Good point. And then the last question I have, it's a repeat, but it ends with something great. So I'm just going to read it. We're not going to answer it. I already know what it ends with. Yes, you do. I'm going to let you. You're not reading it. I'm going to let you finish this one. Okay, ready? Who do you believe is the true queen of Potomac? South Philly girl here. Go birds. Fucking right. Go birds. Big game this weekend. Everybody that listens to us, watch the birds kick the shit out of the Giants. It's going to be glorious. Jalen Hurts at his finest. Mm Mm-hmm. Shooter will be there giving us play-by-play coverage. Yeah, I'll uh, <laughs> certainly be doing that. <laughs> yeah, he might not be able to see his phone by the second quarter, which I <laughs> hope. But don't forget to follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. Follow us on Twitter at brav underscore bros. And follow us on TikTok at brav bros no underscore. Also, our shop is still open. We're actually adding a little swag for the Eagles. Hell yeah. For the playoff run. So there's going to be something in there you can promote the bros and the birds all in one but uh thank you guys for listening thank you for everything honestly you guys are the best wouldn't be here without you we love everyone we love you but that's all we got you got anything else nope Bro- go birds bros are out of here go birds